So, I'm. I mean, I think you understand when I say this, and this is really important. I, I think you understand how important this is. Shad, do you want to speak on how important this is? Absolutely, man. I mean, uh, I feel like a, not a lot of people are really speaking up about this, but uh, um, go ahead, man. Just let us know. Yeah, I think I think it's important that we just come out flat out and just yeah. say bluntly, like you know. I love beer. <laughs> feels good to say. You know, go ahead and say it, Shaw. I, I love beer, man. I love it. It's it's amazing to just be able to to say this out loud. You know, I have. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Would you like to do the, uh, the return intro? Sure. This? Welcome back, everybody, to the United Wastemen. Uh, this is our second semester of our second year, and we're really going to bring the heat for this one. You want to uh, get this ready? Oh, oh yeah, we're oh here. My, oh, my God. We're ready to uh, to bring in a more professional and put-together semester this time, aren't we? Yes, Shaw. We are um, We're actually together right now. We we're, are. Uh, this is our first COVID um like together podcast we're, it we're, is. we're bubbled up in toronto i yeah. uh, i moved back to the city i'm uh, now living two blocks north yes from our last place of residence which is honestly been a pretty solid move yeah um i actually thoroughly enjoy living here um it's a good spot yeah and like on top of two like i think my room i spent we're, like, we're actually recording in my room right now which i think turned out to like probably be like one of my better setups I've yeah had. i think it's a very nice room you got a good situation going on here and all of the houses we're amalgamating right now um, are within a couple block radius. Yeah, like so we're all within good. like like five to ten minutes of each other, depending <clears throat> on like how short you are and how fast you can walk. Yeah, exactly. Um, hundred percent. I know. Uh, yeah. How was your break, Shaw? Tell me. My break was good, man. I mean, I had hello. Um, I headed back to Woodstock. We do have an intruder on. This. Uh, we do. Yeah. At least this. It's all right. We're in the middle of she's, a podcast. She's got eggs. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We'll, we'll fix it in post. Um, so I headed back to Woodstock in November when there was a fire at my building. Oh, yes. The Chronicles of the Fire at Neil Isaac. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that before, so I'm not going to go deep into it. But I deemed it uh, reasonable to go back at that time because it was kind of not so safe at the building. It was all kind of messed up. So I just decided to go back to Woodstock a little early. And so I spent like a month and a half there, maybe a little more, uh, with my family, which is kind of dope. And I hung out with some friends, but I'm glad to be back because it's always good to be in Toronto, even if it's not what it was pre-pandemic right yes. now. Yes, and, and your Neil Weizak situation, you still can't have guests right now, right? I can't have guests, yeah, due to the fire still. Uh, they have to come and approve guests being there, even though it's pas- basically back to normal. They're just still doing renovations and stuff. Are so. you still sharing a kitchen on your wise again or no? No, it's only with my two roommates now. Okay. That was the main reason I didn't want to live there is because we had to share it with another unit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. not happening anymore. Let's talk smack about your roommates. Um, so, uh, sure. uh, it's, it's Cedric. Not Cedric though. I like Cedric. Cedric. We like Cedric. <clears throat> we rate yeah, Cedric. He's a good guy. But you have a new roommate that wasn't there before yeah. the break. Yeah. Apparently he moved in end of November and he's not the most chill guy. I mean, the day I like walked in, I was like, yo, like, are you Cedric's friend? And he's like, no, I live here. I was like, oh. Okay, what's up? Like, I, I also live here. <laughs> and any conversation I have with him is kind of short and kind of one-sided. You know, kind of not really involving anyone but me in the conversation. Um, so, so yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm not a huge fan of him. 
um literally yesterday actually um he was like coughing in the bathroom and i texted cedric i was like man should we be concerned about that shit (laughs) and then he's like "Uh, i try not to speculate but uh i i can talk to him and then he talked to him later and the guy was just trying to like cough something out of his throat or something like it wasn't COVID. Oh or, I, I don't know. It was weird though, but I was concerned for a second, but Cedric cleared it up. This comes out. This <laughs> I can't taste the water anymore in the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, man? But just, at least you just ask, you start cooking some food and ask him if he can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a little nervous, but then Cedric cleared that up, so it was fine. Yeah. But uh yeah, you gotta be speculative of things like that these days, I guess. Yeah, you know, you know, you hear a little cough, you're like, oh, yeah, hundred percent. Right. And that's a nice segue too, because of the current COVID situation that we have going on. Like, I know that <clears throat> I think at our peak, Ontario had forty three hundred cases, I think, and that was like a couple weeks ago. Forty three hundred. We have. 4, I thought it was like it was like close to three thousand. I think. I think it was like. Bro. I think it was like twenty nine hundred. Holy shit! Hold on a second. I mean, we can research that, but. I'm pretty sure it the maximum Ontario hit was like maybe 28, 2900. Uh, yeah. Okay. So de- December 26th, <coughs> uh, the province of Ontario recorded 4,300 new cases of COVID-19. 4,300? Oh, wait. That was over the last two days. Oh, okay. My apologies. So, yes, I was, um, that was incorrect. But, yes, we, we are, a lot. We are, it was we are a lot. up there. And it's been going down in the past week because of the uh, well, lockdown. So, my dad was explaining to me that on, like, the phone today that um, – <clears throat> They only tested, they tested, like, less people for, like, the last, like, week or so. Like, they had tested, like, 30,000 instead of, like, the fifty to 60,000 mm. range. And the reason they're doing that because they're trying to <clears> rush <throat> certain school boards back into class. So, my mom's school board, um, I'm pretty sure Kingston, Cortha Lakes, um, and, they, like, I think three other school boards are all going back on Monday. Mm. So, my mom's going to be back in the classroom. My sister's going to be back in the classroom. So I think the reason they did that is like to make like the cl- like the numbers look deflated, and yeah. then they're gonna like hike them back up to like normal testing rates. But it, yeah, it forward. could be that man. I don't really know exactly what's going on. I just heard that um, the numbers aren't really going down, but like the infection from like going between houses and stuff has gone down. Or yeah, something. I don't know. Like the numbers are going down a little bit. I, I looked at them the other day or something, but maybe it is just their testing less. Yeah, I think like the most fearful thing too is just like the the deaths are at like a bit of more of an alarming rate than yeah than what I expected to be. <clears throat> Especially considering like how small like Canada is as a country. Like we're only what like don't make me say this. I think we're like thirty eight million people in Canada. Yeah, around forty. Yeah. Yeah, and and we we we've had over what like one hundred and fifty thousand cases confirmed. I guess as I can like as a as a country. Yeah, something like that. I think. Like we've been. Doing I mean, numbers. it's been. Let me look at the. We're doing better than the states, though. That's for sure. A lot better than them too, but I mean, we obviously still got to keep it down. Like I'm just tired of COVID, man. Like COVID just feels like like. Like the Rihanna album, like it's just it'll never end. We'll never get what we <laughs> it want. Never like it's just never coming. Like the end is nowhere nearby. Oh, we've had way more than 150. I mean, right now there is combining those numbers together. There's like 60,000 active cases. 60,000 active cases. Yeah, and there has been in total 750,000 in Canada. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean that's kind of a lot. That is kind of a lot, yeah. But compared to, like, what the States has, man, it's a lot less. But. And speaking of the States, too, like, um, recent events that have taken place. I don't know if you saw, but um, they recently had, like, an election. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I might have seen that. Our views and opinions do not reflect those of Ryerson University. 
Toutes vues et opinions présentées ne sont pas représentatives de celles de l'Université Ryerson. And now, time for politics. And, uh, <laughs> and, our, and Joe Biden, um, who was on the ticket with uh, uh, Kamala Harris, yeah. um, they were uh, elected. And then after a... What we were going to call it? We did it, Joe. <laughs> oh, Joe. We, we, we did, did it. it. We did it, Joe. <laughs> what was that phone call? <laughs> I remember when I saw that video, I was like, oh, no, they did not just on post that. On the golf course? If I, was, if, <laughs> if I was the camera person on that, I would have been like, redo that phone call. That's horrible. Like, I would have told Kamala to fake it <laughs> one more time. It's man. Like, uh, just that voice. Like, what was that voice? I don't know. It was uh, weird, man. <laughs> but they did it. They did it. So they get that, I guess. That's how I I know man. that. Um, yeah, it'll be a good change some, like, from Trump, man. Biden has already done. Have, like, like he did like a million so, like, things. Securing. I think he made like masks mandatory across the country because I think states were able to be like, oh, like we're Houston and we're gonna throw a Bow Wow concert or something. But like also, and, like, but no also masks. he like got them back in like some climate change agreements mm -hmm. and stuff like he just reversed a couple of things trump they screwed up yeah they they joined back into <clears> the <throat> paris like uh climate Accord yeah. or whatever and then like ted cruz posted saying that uh joe biden only cares about like the citizens of paris <laughs> like, I, don't think, I don't think you understand how that works bro like do you think Jesus do you think Christ. the geneva the code <laughs> is about the people in geneva no you mean oh it's just where it was signed god damn but yeah I, I, I like that, you know, we move past Donald Trump and I hope he gets impeached. I hope so too, man, because he deserves to be. <laughs> if, he, if he can come back in 2024, that'd be terrible. Well, he's been, he got impeached already. He's been impeached twice now, but the first time, like, the Republicans had a Senate. But now the two Georgia seats have flipped and now it's a 50-50 Senate, right? And it's not just the impeachment. It's like, uh, he needs to get, there's another thing. That, like he has to get actually charged for a thing or something. Yeah. Or they need to actually charge him under like like some kind of amendment that they that the vice allows president. him to to never get in. Again yeah. Or something. I don't I don't really know that much. It'll about be it, difficult. Man. It'll be difficult. And there's like eight Republicans that walked across the line and joined the Democrats and mm. voting to impeach him, which was I heard a podcast about that. Like yeah. not enough. Well, it was enough that that went over. Oh. It, it was more than the the first time because the first time no Republicans. Yeah, but flipped. like they they could have gone like they would have gone to done regardless the impeachment without the republicans but it was true like it was telling that the yeah. republicans so even walked republicans, across the line yeah yeah but like that insurrection was crazy man yeah i mean like it's kind of crazy to me that like americans think that like their country's not third world they yeah. live in a third world country bro there's some ridiculous things that happen there but there's like i don't actually know what mitch mcconnell does <laughs> honestly like i've listened to a couple podcasts but apparently it's a big deal that even he was like i might vote to to get rid of yeah. Trump, you know. Well, he's the Senate leader for the Republican Party. Okay. Like, he's, like, their guy. Yeah, that's what I figured, is he was a big Republican, but I didn't know exactly what he did. I don't If you look at close. his face, you know his politics. You know everything you need to know about Mitch McConnell when you see that guy. I've seen the guy's face. And he like <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, okay, so he, Senate leader, so him yeah. flipping would be huge. It but. would be huge, and... Um, that insurrection, like just going back to that, what happened, what was that December 7th? No, it was January 7th. I think it was, I don't know what day it was. And, um, but like that whole situation was crazy. So I think Donald Trump, I think got on like national television or something like that. And he said that yeah. they, they should march down to Capitol Hill and stop like the vote from happening or something uh. like that. And then like all those Trump supporters, neo-Nazis, all of them were like basically anyone like, that like just didn't want the president like elect 
and Kamala Harris to go through because they were like counting the vo votes and yeah. confirming like the general like election, whatever, right? And then they all went down, and the police were like, "Oh, like all my family's here, like I might as well just let them through." So <laughs> they all got to go in the Capitol like building, right? And, and then uh, like it was crazy. There's some pictures like like of, like guys with like zip ties, like as if yeah, like, I saw that guy. That's take crazy. people hostage and shit. Yeah, I don't know if he actually did take people hostage, but he like maybe he was planning to. I don't know. There's it was crazy, man, that they would just let like there was a guy just sitting behind like Nancy Pelosi's desk or whatever or something. <laughs> like like I think they're getting charged now and they're like not being able to fly and stuff. Like people are they're yeah. catching, but but it was ridiculous that they didn't do anything that day really. Like no. they just let him run wild. Like when, when during the Black Lives Matter protest, they brought in like tear gas and all that yeah. stuff for them like what even just like the whole dynamic of it right because like <clears throat> like the, the the left side was you know fighting for like basic human rights yeah, like black lives, lives matter man for literally yeah. their lives. like black black lives matter was based around the whole movement like the whole saying of black lives matter is to like um to allude to the fact that it didn't matter before right yeah, yeah. but that, like the point yeah is that they're not and that's being what, treated like they matter and that's yeah. like that's what they were fighting for and then everyone on the right hand side is like oh like blue lives matter and then like <laughs> then all of a sudden this interaction happens and like we can all tell that you just didn't care about blue lives you just didn't like black lives yeah and then you see like that conflict happen at the gates and you see certain police officers like waving everybody to like a certain part yeah so they could get through like police were helping them like you know invade yeah, the capital. i know mike pence was in there trembling and the confederate flag got flown in the capital for the first time ever in history i just didn't just crazy until man. someone pointed that out i didn't understand like how crazy that actually was yeah because they fought to keep that out of the capitol building yeah. and then it just gets in there for easily they just walk yeah. in that was insane on any given january day like that's ridiculous i will say though like when the world is in turmoil twitter is like my favorite place in the world yeah and it gives me that reality check though like you know that on like the wednesday afternoon like <laughs> that cracks me up like, i'm not gonna also lie. um <laughs> our views do not reflect the views of ryerson we're just we're just talking on our on our own accord, oh yeah right? yeah, like, yeah we're yeah. not I think I think we have a pre-recording. I was gonna say that, but we'll we do. Reiterate. But like, I figured we just I just in the conversation like this, I just feel like we have to throw that in an extra time. Be like, yeah, yeah. Um, we had it. Well, we have a nice little recorded thing there, which I yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So and the insurrection happens, and then you know they ended up going back on the Capitol Hill. They confirmed the votes, and then Biden eventually gets inaugurated. Um, how did you feel about? Biden and Kamala Harris being inaugurated as the president and vice president of the United States of America. Man, that's amazing. I mean, like, I know, I know Joe is like pretty old and like, it seems like, like, I don't know, like what's going to happen with him, but I know that he's better than Trump, man. And I know that Kamala Harris is going to like have his back there and I know they're going to at least do something, you know, yeah. which is awesome. I think know? like, like a pressure still needs to be applied because like, I mean, like Kamala Harris, I'm not gonna lie, and and Joe Biden, because he was a part of that Bill Clinton um, criminal act in like the 1999, like 1990s, early 2000s. They put out like a lot of people of color in jail. And, yeah. Like I wouldn't call them like the most progressive Democrats in the world. I wouldn't say that they were my top picks. I would have preferred the guy that had the gloves on and that really pretty coat. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> no, I know, but the. the... <laughs> It's better than Trump. It's better. It's better than Trump, and I, they would never have picked Bernie in the states, man. They never would have picked him. But they, he's they, too socialist. They don't even deserve him. They don't even deserve him. He. They. They need to kind of like mix his ideals with their ideals to create something. 
better. Something right? that works. Yeah. I don't know. I, Something like, in a middle ground because yeah, I get that America's super capitalist and they don't want anything socialist, but like, come on, man. Like you want people to be able to survive. So yeah. throw some socialism in there, sprinkle it in like in Canada, right? Yeah. With healthcare and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't on. know. I don't understand how they don't think like, you know, clean drinking water, <clears throat> like healthcare for all yeah, is like, like not how right. The, how does Flint not have clean drinking water stuff? Like, what? Yeah. How do how do how how does how do how is healthcare not universal? Come on. They still that's the thing though. Like if you look up on the internet right now, is capitalism like a failed like economic like strategy? It'll tell you yes. Yeah. It doesn't it, work. It works. It works to, for the rich, and then everyone else is just working. It's for working the rich. too good right now because like the rich keep on getting richer during the pandemic. Well, that's the point of capitalism, man. So yeah. it's like it is working. But it's just screwing over most people. Yeah. I think, like, <laughs> you know? as a crazy stat, too, is, like, American things are so great. And, like, the discrepancy, they had, the, like, the largest discrepancy between, like, the most impoverished people in the world and the richest people in the world in the same country. Like, the, yeah. like, the, the gap between the two is, like, the largest out of any, any country in the world. Is that true? Yeah. They have, like, the, like, the, like, the most, like, like, impoverished people and, like, what their wage is at a minimum wage. There's, like... To like you know that gap between them and the highest paid people in the world. I was listening to a podcast today, man. That was talking about like in Saudi Arabia, yeah. like the prince there and like the royal family there, and like they own like most of the wealth in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. And I was like thinking that's crazy. And the guy on that podcast was talking about how like you can't even say anything bad about the royal family in Saudi Arabia in the press or anything, or you just get like put in jail or killed or whatever they want to do to you. So like. We say that as if like Saudi Arabia is like some sort of third world country. And then all we have to do is just look south of the border and realize that there's actually a proxy war happening in America right now. Oh, definitely. You, you can know, see signs of that in the States yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can see, you know, like the Russians pushing the right hand <coughs> side using social oh, media outlets yeah. and, and, and um, you know, like uh, elections being rigged and stuff like that. Yeah, that's and crazy. Then, and then like we go ahead and look at Saudi Arabia and Iran and being like, oh, like what's going on over there? Like, bro, no, take a look in the mirror. But that's like what we could become if we let these things get worse than they are, right? At least they have oil. <laughs> but like they don't have free speech though. I so yeah, okay, like, fair, here fair. Here is like, I mean, do you really ever have free speech though? Ask Donald Trump. You do have free speech though. You do like that's at least something we have in like the Western world. Download signal. And it looks in the states, it looks bleak, man. It looks like some of the things that happen there it looks like it could head towards the like some China like world where they like, you know, don't even let people fight for democracy and stuff like that. But you can't let it get to that. It's just like looking at things like that, you're like, Okay, like if we do some crazy stuff here, we're gonna end up like that. We can't let that happened i think like the the day that we like america figures it out is when everyone finally agrees that politicians work for major corporations and not for the people politicians work for themselves yeah you know, like there's yeah. people working to make money and, and which is i mean like people in that kind of power need to be working for everybody but at the end of the day they're just people working for themselves that's true you know which except is, for bernie sanders Except Bernie. for Bernie Sanders, most people though, most people are working. They could have had Bernie, man. <laughs> they could have had Bernie. They could have had Bernie. Like the most millennial shit just happened recently <clears throat> with the whole Bernie Sanders picture. Like people playing lo-fi music over Bernie Sanders <laughs> doing an eight and a half hour fucking filibuster. Oh That's the God. most millennial shit I've ever seen in my life. But yeah. Anyway, so, we... speaking of uh, the inauguration and Joe Biden's um, executive <laughs> orders, he made a plan 
to uh, cancel student loan repayments. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Speaking, was it cancel them or just like postpone them? I think he's like, I think he like postponed them. Like they're not due right now. Yeah. And there's a 0% interest. There's something that Justin Trudeau's yet to do. <clears throat> no, you're, you're right. You're very correct. And Doug Ford's so like, all oh, like, you know what they did? I saw Doug, that on Jugmeet Singh's yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Doug Ford took away our grace period when he got elected into like office. And then like recently he put the grace period back in. So after but you the grace graduate. done. Or you mean the, the grace period until after you graduate? Yeah, yeah but there was a COVID months. one. There was a COVID one they added for like a few months, but it's gone now. Oh, of course they took it away. Yeah, Thank, yeah. Because that's what I, what screwed me over, yeah. man, with the oh, NSLSC yeah. is because I didn't tell them I was still in school. I didn't realize I had to tell them. Mm -hmm. I figured they just still knew or something, but I had to tell them I, because I was in the COVID grace period they gave us, and I was like, I didn't even realize that. So You're I, not even done school, which made no sense. Yeah, so I had to just tell them, like, yeah, I'm still and doing they're this. they're real helpful on the phone. Like, their service <laughs> You can't even get great. them on the phone, No, you man. can't. You can't. Uh, even Ryerson Financial Services, like... <laughs> I can they, be tough. They can yeah. be really tough to like work with too. Cause I've been emailing them, man. And they just like give you the most basic answers. It's like, not all, I'm like okay, but I think they enjoy watching you just be in the gutter. They're yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm getting paid to not help you. It's ridiculous, man. Oh my God. Uh, how's your school semester going, man? What do you got going on? What's your I class mean, it's, looking like? It started off kind of like, I, I need to get back to my zone. And like, I'm not even a couple weird things man like i there's a lot of group stuff i gotta do this semester which kind of sucks yeah and um i mean we'll get through that whatever it might not be that hard i just hate having to do a ton of group work in a pandemic where it's all online like that makes it in the middle of a paintball fight it's really hard to like do <laughs> it's just ridiculous man but i mean we'll get through it it's just i have a bunch of asynchronous stuff too so i gotta like figure out what i'm actually doing i don't know anyway yeah. what for our what are you how's your school going and what do we even do in our like writing class that we have together what oh, what the hell is if you think you... i paid attention you did clearly didn't hear the recording <laughs> um did you pay attention poke i was on twitter did you buy the textbook can't afford it did you wake up for the midterm absolutely not welcome, welcome to, to zoom you yeah i'm taking for the first time i'm taking six classes because like i need to hurry up and um kind of like progress my double minor because i'm deciding to do a minor in criminology which I don't know why I was doing it. I thought I was going to go to law school, but I can't afford that shit. Yeah. Um, and then now I'm looking to minor also in um, live entertainment and events management. So that's actually like a cry yeah. uh, minor, but you guys do it anyway with your major. So you can't. You yeah, can't we can't do it. that because we kind of get But that, I'm taking so. your courses yeah. and stuff. So yeah. like a lot of people, like I'm sure you're in class with and stuff like that are in my HTT class. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, same as always, like online, like I've never struggled so much with learning. Yeah, like I just don't have the motivation. I, I it's so easily distracted when like I I'm learning on the laptop. Yeah. Um, and like you know, I have Twitter tabbed right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say no. <laughs> and, and anything else that like stresses you out, you you think about that, and then immediately you're just thinking about that. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, and like it's so easy just to check out in an online class. Yeah. And like to not care anymore, but, um, you know, I'm like I'm optimistic. I'm happy to be back, um, in Toronto, and like, kind of like create a new balance where like i have a rhythm of like actually putting in the work despite the fact <clears throat> i don't want to do it but yeah um you know uh prayers up you know um, hopefully we get the vaccine rolling out hopefully and we're, we're back in class for for uh next year for our fourth year i hope so um but yeah man like i i <sighs> it's tough right now and it's just it's not worth it no it feels like it's not worth it at least like because i'm just sitting there like 
yeah i mean and they i feel like even last semester they were more chill and now they're expecting more it seems like because why would you i have a, i literally have an asynchronous tutorial huh like like i have to meet with a group of people and do the tutorial work on my own like what the hell is that what that's what i'm saying man like well, the tutorial is supposed to be a thing that isn't asynchronous yeah no like that's the whole point of a tutorial oh my and God. now i have an asynchronous tutorial like what is going on it just it, like there's no way that anybody at ryerson could look me in my face <laughs> and tell me that this is worth full price it can't I, I don't know how they're just like the way that i would sound off on anybody who would look at me in my face and say you know what <laughs> we're gonna deliver you this course you on your grand. laptop, but we're gonna need all that money. That's like, ridiculous. Why am I paying in salary fees? And I'm not even using Ryerson's gym, and I'm not even no. using Ryerson's campus. I'm not even Fuck. like the teachers aren't even going into school. They're not no. even keeping the lights on right now. Shut so up the what hydro. It, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't what care about hell, you. Man? I know you got cleaners going and through there maybe every night, but like that doesn't cost seven grand a person. Listen, I'm going to say you right know? now, I don't think universities struggle to pay rent. I don't think they do either. I, I do, though. <laughs> I don't want to hear that anymore. I'm sick of it. Exactly, man. Speaking exactly. of struggling. Speaking um, of struggling, the Raptors have struggled. Like, struggling in Toronto just seems very common across the board. And, and, and <laughs> you know what? I was optimistic coming in this year with the Toronto Raptors. And I'm going to go on my little tangent, Shaw. Just let me go off because I've, I've been struggling. <clears throat> So they signed Alex Len and Aaron Baines in the offseason because sure. they lost Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol. So Marc Gasol was probably one of the best passers you could get in a center. Yeah. Serge Ibaka was our defensive anchor, and he held down the backcourt <clears throat> so well. And like regardless of whether he's guarding like the top power forward, the top center on the other team, you'd always guarantee him to move his feet, to be able to switch on screens. And he was just such a lock for like the Raptors defensively and on offense. You know, he can hit the open jumper and he's gonna make the right pass and follow. Cause like the Raptors, like I said before, are such a bottom team. Everything's done by committee. And then Spinny P and, <laughs> and goddamn, goddamn, uh, Kyle Lowry can only do so much. I would die for Kyle. Exactly, Lowry, man. He's doing he, his best. He's like what, like thirty six now? Like he's, <laughs> he's tired, man. That ring is heavy on his finger. Yeah. And and I love Fred VanVleet, and I think he he definitely deserved his contract. Pascal Siakam deserved his contract. Same thing with OG and Anobi. But I, I, there's something I see about Norman Powell starting that I like. Yeah. I really like when Norman Powell starts. I think that he brings a different type, type of defensive intensity to the, like, the, that end of the floor that Fred VanVleet can't keep up with. Even though Fred VanVleet, in my opinions, in my opinion, is the only player on the Raptors that can get his own shot on offense. Yeah. If, oh, if, if Pascal Siakam can't spin, what is he going to do? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Fred's dynamic in that way. And the Raptors are, I think they're like... I think they're like five and no, they're six and nine right now. Yeah, they are six and nine. And, and I, I, which is better than the what they were doing. Like, weren't they like two and like eight or something for a while, or two and seven? Yeah, they won a three-game winning streak. They dropped one and they won another one. So I, I, and like here's the thing, is that like I, I, I love Nick Nurse. And I think he's a great coach, and I really do think that he's a brilliant basketball mind. Yeah. But the way that he talks about the players and post-game press conferences kind of like it, it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth the way that he just shits on matt thomas for not being able to play defense like yeah, he's caucasian yeah he's trying his best yeah <laughs> well you probably shouldn't like i get it yeah you know like you're frustrated man yeah because you've lost gasol and you've lost Ibaka, right like you, you've lost these great players you say so you're wanting everybody to step up but they just can't those aren't 
that's not what those guys yeah. are. It's, it's hard to because, like, <clears throat> if, if you watch where they went to, so, for instance, Marcus All left the Raptors, and he joined the Lakers, who are now the number one offense in the NBA. Serge Ibaka left the Raptors, joined the Clippers, who are now the number one defensive team in the mm. NBA. So, like, we lost two key pieces to the Raptors' identity in the NBA, and we're down in goddamn Tampa Bay doing what? Like, yeah. I mean, the fans are booing the Tampa Bay Raptors. <laughs> and I can't, I don't even, like, nothing, like, you understand, too, like, the mental toll that it takes on these players right now, I get they're paying, like, paying them millions of yeah. dollars, whatever. Like, it can't be easy, no matter where you go, you're going to get booed. And the criticism that they're all facing on social media, it's, like, it's hard to look away from your phone. Yeah. So, like, I feel for them. Yeah, you don't even get to come to the Scotiabank Arena, right? So that's, that's a big part of it, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm moving forward, what I'm looking for from the Raptors is I want to see Norman Powell getting more minutes. I, I'm not even mad at the idea of Norman Powell maybe starting. Like, maybe Fred Van Vliet. I like Norman Powell, man. I think he, when he brings it, he really does. Like, I, I don't want to say that Fred Van Vliet or Kyle Lowry shouldn't start because they should start. But I know that you can't play Norman Powell at the three spot, especially if the other team has a big three spot player. Like, if you're playing the Lakers and LeBron's playing small forward, Norman Powell can't guard LeBron James. Yeah. He's too short. <clears throat> but He's who can guard, guard LeBron James on the Raptors right now? Great OG like, and Nobi, maybe yeah. OG, OG could, and I don't think OG should lose a spot to Norm. It's just like the Raptors are are struggling on defense. Their defensive efficiency is like one of the best in the league when OG's on the floor. And as soon as he comes off, they just lose all that pride. Mm. And, and like you know, we used to say even after they won the championship in 2019, all last year you would say, oh, like they had the heart of a champion like you can feel yeah. that pride in that team and it, it's yeah like, you don't feel it this now? year and you don't you don't have that good second line either right now though right? yeah like and we used to we used to have that like on, on twitter and like social media like the raptors were known for their bench mob yeah and like where's the man that's not even a thing anymore and, and the one significant key piece that's coming out of this season which i i love a lot is chris boucher yeah he's really emerging as a star but i was shocked to find out that he was actually 28 years old I didn't know that. But, I didn't know he was that old. But yeah, I mean, he's a lot better than he used to be, man. It used to be like, oh, God damn it, Chris Boucher yeah. is on the floor. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> What's he gonna do? He's from Montreal, eh? He's like, he's not. Yeah. He grew up in Montreal. He's from Saint Lucia, but there's like a bunch of crazy names I have from like Block Quebecois or whatever. Yeah. He gets like a box shot. Yeah, I saw. I I mean, I saw him at, at Cactus Club once. I think. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, um, Alex is not. I mean met a bunch of people like i'm sure <laughs> alex has met a ton of raptors and has no idea I have no idea like, i think she said Kawhi was there once and she wasn't even sure if but like she's met i think she's like seen kyle and she's seen drake and shit yeah right? like which, drake said yeah. hi to her or something yeah whatever whatever <laughs> whatever yeah, alex is too old for drake and we all know that yeah she's 20 <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> speaking of superstars james harden james harden Yo, Demands like a trade. Plug this laptop in oh yeah, it does. Not good. That's kind of far. Do you have a? I have my thing. Right? Send it over here. So I have some laptop battery issues. We'll get that sorted out here. Do you um, have a, something I can extend this with? I guess. You probably I think it will reach. Which side is your? It's uh, on this side. Ooh. Shit. Ooh, maybe I'll do this. Yeah, I think that will work. Unreal. Perfect. Um, but yes, speaking of superstars. <clears throat> anyway, we're talking about James Harden. Yes. <clears throat> and he recently moved to the Brooklyn Nets along with KD and Kyrie. 
Well, so. he, he equated tenure with the Rockets, first and foremost. Mm. I think we should speak on that. James Harden started his career with the OKC Thunder, where he played with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, and they went to the NBA Finals in 2012. Yeah, but they lost. They lost. lost LeBron James. Um, and then subsequently that summer, James Harden got traded to the Houston Rockets, mm. which everyone will tell you is one of the stupidest trades that ever happened because they should have ran that back. Everyone knows in the NBA, if you go to the NBA Finals, you got to run that team back. Yeah. You got to run that team back. <clears throat> and um, so he goes to the Houston Rockets. They only make it to the Western Conference, I think, maybe once or twice. Um, I think they made it with Chris Paul one year. Um, and it never made it to the Finals. So, obviously, James Harden has made his money. And why didn't it work out with uh, Russell Westbrook last year? Um, that's a good question. I just I just don't think that the, those two players' play styles was going to translate to winning basketball in the playoffs. Mm. But I will criticize James Harden right now. He's never had this style of basketball that's like that will win games in the playoffs. He shoulders too much of the load on offense. Yeah, that's what I thought. Is it's always like him getting 40 points. It's yeah. Like, so if he has an off night or they yeah. guard him, you know, like really well, then and, it's screwed. And when you're, when you're that good too, if you don't during the regular season when the double team's thrown at you, if you don't learn how to pass <clears> the ball <throat> off to your teammates and trust them, in the playoffs, they're not going to feel that confident yeah. when they get the ball from you. But that's something like Kobe learned over time. Like Kobe would pass to the double team and Lamar Odom or... Meta World Peace, Ron Artest, Panda Friend, whatever you want to call him, would knock down the <laughs> jumper. But James Harden never learned that. So now James Harden requests a trade. And you'll see this in the NBA. You you won't really see this in the NFL. But James Harden was under contract. Uh, he signed a huge extension, I think, like a year or two ago. He de he demanded a trade to certain teams. He asked for the Philadelphia 76ers and the, NBA, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. And only in the NBA would those like trades be like directly followed through by management because mm. if i was like an owner or like a gm <clears throat> and my best player was like i want out <laughs> i would trade you to like sacramento or yeah something. yeah like like fuck you yeah. you know but like he got what he wanted you know he went to the brooklyn nets and, and why did they do that just because they had to i don't to? know why i he might have had a no trade clause though in his contract Hmm. So, like, I don't think he was going to play for the Houston Rockets if they didn't trade him. And then if they don't trade him, then they get nothing in return and he doesn't play. Yeah. So, like, it was, it was still something for, like, the Houston Rockets to get out of there, right? Do you right? think Philly would have been a better spot for him to go? I think if the Philly gave up Ben Simmons, yeah. Yeah. I don't like Ben Simmons. Yeah. Ben Simmons hasn't gotten better since his rookie year. Like, he wins the NBA and he's been the same player the entire time. Yeah. But speaking about James Harden, though, joins the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they've been struggling. Yeah? They haven't been playing well. They dropped the last two games to, like, the worst team in the NBA. Why? Um, I'll tell you what. Um, they don't have a lot of depth. They don't have any defensive <clears throat> integrity. And also because Kyrie Irving's ego is a size of <laughs> goddamn beach ball. Yeah, it is. It's huge. Huge. He took, in, in the first game that Kyrie came back after disappearing for two weeks, which I have lots of love for Kyrie, and I get why he left. I can speak on that more, but I'm not going to today. When he came back, he because took... The, is it because he's now the number three player? That, no, I don't think that's why he left. He he was gone before James Harden even got traded. Mm. He left. The day that he left, he didn't show up, was the day that the insurrection happened in the States. Kyrie's very deeply political. Oh, okay. okay. He, um, he he very much so, like, I listen to like, a lot of his podcasts. He very much feels as though he's in, like, an NBA player that has a higher purpose in life and can feel like he can actually change the way society works. Hmm. He sh cares a lot of that on his mental... Um, like his mental health, but it's also his giant ego. He has a you giant. <laughs> on on the basketball court, he has a huge ego. Off 
he seems like he does, but he doesn't. He's mm-hmm. very insecure. Um, but he took his first game with James Harden and Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving took twice as many shots as James Harden. And James Harden took 14 shots. And they lost. Wow. And double overtime to our Jesus. rookie. And then not only did they lose in double overtime to a rookie, Kyrie Irving lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers, got lit up by a point guard who was wearing Kyrie's shoes and wearing his number on his old team. Oh, God. And his last name was Sexton. <laughs> so what are they going to do to like bring that team together? Because they have three gigantic players, like great know. players. As Victoria's own Steve Nash, who knows? <laughs> but it's like they should be able to pull it together, man. They got KD, Kyrie, and... Um, James Harden. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, like what's gonna, what needs to happen is Kyrie needs to accept the fact that he's the third best player on the team. Yeah, will that happen? I don't know. <laughs> he might ask for a trade. Kevin Durant needs to take the most shots because he's the best player. Kevin Durant is also averaging more points he did in his 2014 MV, MVP season this year after 18 months of not playing basketball because of an ACL tear. Mm. Last time he played basketball, was against the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals. Yeah. That's a long yeah. time ago. But yeah, man, I don't know what's going to happen. It's all up in the air. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, I guess we will see. Yes, I hope, sir. I mean, I kind of hope they can pull it together. That team looks kind of interesting if they actually do something, you know? It's just so much talent. I don't think I've ever seen, like, a team that has that many skilled players. Like, yeah. they have the three probably most skilled players in the NBA. I don't think anyone's more skilled than Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Maybe mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Yeah, I was going to say. What about Maybe Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. But, I mean, those are all, like, they're all in, like, a tier of the same level of, like, only those guys can do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to see Giannis doing that. No. Giannis came and hit free throws yet. Mm-hmm. He's okay. working on it, though. Okay. And so, with the NFL playoffs going on right now, man, we got, like, four teams left now. I'm hoping the Bills can win it, man. I mean, it would be nice. I love Bills Mafia. The Bills are dope. I mean, I don't follow football that close, but yeah, the so, Bills are like the closest to here that you can go see, so why not cheer for them? Yeah, um, hold on a second. So, we watched the um, the playoffs uh, last weekend um, in which the Chiefs uh, played against the... I forget who they played. Browns? Nah, Browns. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. the Browns, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they played the Browns. <clears throat> that was a hell of a game. It was. But we watched Patrick Mahomes go down. Yeah, he took a concussion, right? <laughs> he he definitely got knocked <laughs> oh, out. Because when you watch him stand up, his he legs was wobbly. Look, his legs look like noodles. <laughs> like he actually looked like he had no idea where he was. Yeah, he looked, yeah, really other. So now he they say he passed concussion protocol. Which, so he's going to play? Yeah, he's playing. He's already in practice. Which I don't believe at all. What? I don't That's believe ridiculous. that. And on top of that, if you listen early in the game, they <coughs> mentioned that Patrick Mahomes was suffering like an ankle injury. So he's already banged up. And what are you going to do if he gets hit again? That's what I'm saying. You know? I don't know. But like a lot of NFL players will tell you like in games when they suffer a concussion, they know they did. They keep playing, but they play out of their mind. Like <laughs> because they don't feel anything after that. Like you're just oh, numb. God. So they don't care about anything. That's fucked. And like, I, like as someone who's like had a concussion before, like I remember like when my first concussion, like I, okay, I've never like I've been to the hospital for a concussion. I was diagnosed with concussion like symptoms because I wanted to play like a couple weeks later. But I will tell you, I finished that game. 
and like I didn't feel like I felt groggy, but like the pain didn't happen until after I finished the game. Mm. During the game, like I was like I I was just playing hockey. Yeah. And, like I knew how hockey worked. But then after that when people would ask me questions, like I had no idea what's going on. Fair enough. I just felt like brain fog. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, I that game's a toss up because the Bills the Bills are just such a Bills wild and card. Oh, God. And the Bucks are playing um, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, which is going to be another. That's going to be an awesome game. Though. Gonna They're both going to be awesome game. games. But yes, uh, I will be putting money on that. My sports you betting will. success is great. Betting. I'm on a bit of a hot streak, but um, what are we doing for time here? We're, we've yeah, about 40. I, I think mean, it's I been think going we'll, well, so we might as well just. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to music here and we'll just close up because I don't want this to be more than an hour. Yeah, I mean, it won't be more than an hour, but I think that's but a yes, good yes, my sports betting success has been great. I'm on a hot streak. I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's bad luck, and we're going to move on. <laughs> All right. Um, so, for music, a big one is Drake was supposed to drop an album, I think, on New Year's, and he didn't because he has a knee injury. And now he said that he's not <laughs> dropping it in January. He's just moving it back so that he can work on it later or whatever until it's good. What is these better? I have I have three theories about this. How many theories do you have? What's your take? Theories? I don't know, man. I just think it's kind of funny that like his knee hurts. So he's not <laughs> really say. Oh, man. Like they can't lower the mic if he sits down. Like, yeah, like just take a load off, man. Yeah, the stand. <laughs> like, I don't. Anyways, I all right. This is my first theory that I told you is like I told you a while ago. I think I'm pretty sure I told you that I thought he was gonna push back the album. Yeah, because the Raptors that. weren't playing well. You think he's gonna wait till they play well? Yeah, because like here's the thing. I don't know if you remember, but like I don't think you were watching the Raptors back in 2015. But the Raptors in 2015 was the year after like the first run they had, and hmm. Drake was popping off. Like he was helping push that We the North movement. So he would release music around the time that the Raptors were in the playoffs because everyone would go outside the ACC and congregate and mm. then play Drake's music, which helped like deliver the sound to the city, right? <clears throat> but that's not even going to happen this year anyway. So that's what I'm saying. So like, usually Drake would, would use the Raptors to push that envelope. But in 2015, they lost in four games to the Washington Wizards. And if you're reading this, it's too late. Flopped. It didn't flop. They don't even know because it's Drake's best album, but it didn't do as well as it should have hmm. because the Raptors didn't go for a long playoff push. But in 2016, it was a pretty successful album. Though. It was a pretty successful album. Could have, could have done better. In 2016, I guess so. in 2016, he drops views. And the Raptors go to the Eastern Conference Finals, which means that there was upwards of like I think 10 to 14 games that were played and fans congregated outside the ACC, and that music was pushed out to the city. The clubs were playing and stuff like that. So, in my opinion. My first theory was the reason he didn't drop because the Raptors aren't playing well. The second reason being that the club won't push his big hit mm. songs. And then the third reason being, I don't think he's that confident in it. You don't think he's that confident? He already said on being on Six Buzz <laughs> that he expects fans to hate this album. Really? Yes. Which I think for me, because like just based off the title, like Certified Lover Boy, in my opinion, I think this is going to be more R&B sing song ready like heavy sure but that's been successful for him in the past it is you're right about the thing that like drake usually relies on the clubs and yeah usually relies on the hype of maybe the raptors maybe he does yeah and those those are big things with his music so if yeah. those things aren't driving it then he's gonna lose some of his like some of his numbers yeah and then people are gonna start talking like oh is this is this the decline of drake you know because people are already speculating they're like if drake can't put out a great album here he's gonna he's gonna be done like you know so like obviously he has that stress yeah. so he doesn't want to just release he probably is afraid he's probably afraid because he probably he, is afraid he's lost some of the things that usually drive his stuff 
not by no fault of his own. Yeah. And then, um, this is a big, a big moment because all his other albums have been really successful. It's also the first album that he's dropping that like holds weight outside of like the past decade. Cause he dominated a whole decade. Yeah. Right. So like, and he, he said on rap radar, like, it's interesting to see how like, you know, him, Tanner Kumar and J Cole are going to move sonically, like, like with their sound into the next decade. Mm. Like how, who's going to translate who's going to go farther. Yeah. And I think he's nervous. Probably. He's also the first one to announce amongst the three that he's going to drop for sure after 2020. Yeah. And his single off the album, Laugh Now, Cry Later, only was number two. It didn't get a number one because WAP came out that same week. <laughs> I'll set it once. I'll say it again. I'm so happy WAP didn't come out while like we were in the clubs and stuff. Thank oh, God. God it came out during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Cheers to that. Mm. Cheers. Anyway, yeah, man. Um, I think it'll be good, though. I love Drake, and I haven't heard an album from him in three years. So I'm willing to see what the fuck he's got. My, my ears are, are will definitely be perked up for when it drops. For sure, man. Um, and we were having a future and Travis debate earlier. I mean, we don't have to go super into this now, but some points were made. You were saying that Future is a better rapper than So Okay, all right. So the question originally was, who would win in a hit battle, like a versus battle? Travis, it, man. You think Travis yeah. would be future? No, you're just wrong. No, like, you're just incorrect. That's not. <laughs> I don't think you understand how many hits Future has. I know Future has hits, man. I've listened to Future for a long time. And Future's been around longer than Travis Scott, and putting out better music longer than Travis Scott. Also has more. He's albums. been around longer, but that doesn't mean he's been putting out good music for longer. He has been putting out good music for longer. He, okay, like wh- let's name a few really good Future albums that did almost as well as like Travis Scott would have done probably the mask off year well okay yeah so, so you have the dirty sprite first well, of all you have dirty hold sprite hold on a second hold on a second in 2014 he had a really good album is that dirty sprite 2 is that what you're talking no, about no dirty sprite 2 came out in 2015 i think mm. um dirty sprite 2 in my opinion is his best album okay um i like hendrix uh hendrix is my favorite i like high off life yeah i mean high off life's okay beast mode 2 is good I don't even know if I've listened to that. What a Time to Be Alive is a classic. Yeah, What a Time to Be Alive is great, but that's also a collab album with Drake. Okay, whatever, dog. I mean, <laughs> well, like, are we you just, were using an argument I know, before but like, the are we, gonna, are we going to discount like Kanye West and Jay-Z's like, Wash It Throne? No, like, I know, but you can't, never say, do that. you can't say Travis. You can't say Sickle Mode is good The only reason people discount like uh what a time to be alive because drake's on it people don't like when drake like like no look at drake literally we had this conversation earlier and i was like sicko mode has like a billion streams and you're like well drake's on it that's the same argument but drake (laughs) has quotable things like quote like it's very quotatious by drake but like travis scott said like one line that was memorable and sicko mode but it's travis's song and he just asked for drake to be on it oh my god he asked for drake to carry it bro (laughs) drake has a verse on it like future holds his own every time he gets a drake feature Travis Scott, I can't say the same thing. Hmm. Like if you think Travis like, has one Drake like feature, hits, though, like like Goosebumps versus Mask Off, I'm taking Mask Off. But I, it, I think that Drake has carried Future a lot more in his career than than oh. Drake's carried Travis. Oh. Drake oh, is on one Travis song, man. You did not say and, that. And Drake has been carrying Future for years. Yeah, oh, I can't believe you <laughs> said that. It's true, man. I can't believe you just said that. I can't believe you. I'm not saying Future can't hold his own. 
But Drake has carried oh him God. a long oh way. My God. That's just fine. <sighs> There's so many Drake features on this Future Songs. This is not songs. about the albums, bro. This is about if they were to do a versus. Yeah. Who would win? And in my opinion, Travis. Future would win <laughs> because he has more memorable, more quotable, and more important songs than Travis Scott ever did. And also, I live for Travis Scott slander. Even though I like his albums. I know you like to slander Travis Scott. That's why. Conceptually Future. and artistically, his albums are good. I'll give Travis Scott that. But his songs? Yeah, artistically, it's so much more interesting. Every single album P Future puts out is like kind of the same as the last oh. one. Oh. <laughs> no! You did not just say that. I'm telling you, like, this is, oh I agree with God. you, and Dirty Sprite 2 was, it impacted okay, a lot. Okay, when this is over. Hendrix impacted a lot. Oh Future, my God. those three albums, yeah, they, they impacted a lot. But like, and so did What a Time to Be Alive. But like, there's a lot of stuff in between that just oh, kind of like. Bro, <laughs> at least he tries. I mean. What do you mean at least he tries? That's not good enough to okay, win. Okay, after this podcast is done, Travis we're cracking another beer. And we're going to have a, like a hit battle. And I'm picking Future songs. You're picking Travis Scott songs. And we're going to figure out who wins. All right, man. All right. We'll sell that one. Travis Scott is a better artist, though. You yeah, he's a better artist, that. but Future has better hits. What? Yes. Hug that. Like, Future has better hits in what way? What do you Colleen mean? Clean crazy. Mask off. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Percent stripper joint. Uh, stick talk. Uh, what's the what's the one off the off the top of D DS2? I and some Gucci flip flops. How many number oh ones? Number ones don't matter. <laughs> you want to know why yes, number? Want to know why number ones don't matter? Because WAP was number one. Want to know why number ones don't matter? I can continue. Old Town Road was number one for like the longest in history. You tell me what's better, Old Town Road or Mask Off? But that, don't lie that, to me. No, but don't lie a, to me. It's an impactful song, whether you like it or not. Oh, whether you like it or not, Mask Off has. No, whether you like I it like or not, Mask Off. Whether you like it or not, Future has more hits and better Future's hits. Future's never had a number one. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Future is a man. Like you're putting so. Much has Travis Scott ever had a number one without Drake? Yes. What? What? Highest in the room. Oh, get out. You don't even like that song. I do like that song. No one likes that. Travis song. has like three or four number ones. Oh highest my in the god. Room, highest in the room franchise. I don't like franchise, I'll be honest. It's kind of a trash song. And then Sicko Mode. I don't even like Sicko Mode. I'm just defending it because you're slandering it. I will slander Travis Scott as much as I want to, okay? Oh my god. His baby mom is white. <laughs> Yeah, but he's hot though. Like, to, like, dude, let's talk about it. Cause like, I had to piss off my girlfriend at least once per podcast. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, uh, I'm picking Lori Harvey over Kylie Jenner any day of the week. No, I would not. What, dude? You would pick artificial over real, dude. Kylie Jenner. Imagine like dating some girl and Steve Harvey <laughs> comes to the room. That's her dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a selling point? <laughs> what did you rather see? What did you rather see, Caitlyn Jenner or or Steve Harvey? <laughs> you tell me. No, it doesn't matter what their parent is. I, I'm just, Matter, I'm just saying, me. man. I respect Travis. The, he's, he's been more. His albums have had su such a bigger impact, man. They have. We're not talking about albums. We're talking about a versus battle, a hit for hit. Who's gonna win? <laughs> and the, here's the fact. Are you meaning like songs that went off in the club? We're right? talking about talking a versus about? battle. If Travis Scott and Future were to do a versus battle, who would win? In my opinion, Future's winning because he has more impactful and important and quotable songs than Travis Scott. Okay, what you're saying there, more impactful and quotable songs is not true. But more, <laughs> more club hits. Maybe you have more songs. Maybe Future's have more songs in the club. If that's Travis what you're Scott talking about. Travis Scott only lives in the club. What are you talking about? 
Travis Scott has so many songs that aren't in the fucking club, man. What do you mean you're wrong? <laughs> wrong. <laughs> the only, I bet the only song that was in the club off his first album was Antidote. I think the other songs were... As if Mama Cita is not a song. Mama Cita wasn't on that album, was it? No, it was on uh, Drugs You Should Try Them or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway I, I think Travis Scott's music is way more interesting than Future. That, like, you're entitled to your own opinion, but the fact remains <laughs> that Future would win a versus battle. If by a versus battle you just mean someone that like has had more club songs, maybe if they were gonna go, no, it doesn't matter about the club. Like if they were gonna go, like twenty songs. Good songs. If we're just talking about twenty good songs. Travis has definitely twenty good songs over future having twenty good songs. Uh, definitely, dude. Uh, definitely. Just, I can't believe you lied on a recording. This is not a lie, man. Just, I'm just looking at these. You looked at I'm me. I'm just looking at these. In my his, eyes. His features, like oh. a hot remix. Oh. That was a great song. ZZ, that was huge. It's a remix of the first one was trash. Champ, yeah, because <laughs> Travis Scott was on the remix. He wasn't on the original. <laughs> he has a whole um, collab album with Quavo that's dope. And then he has three incredible albums he's never missed on an album. That means more to me than like future dropping like a good one here and a kind of a trash one deflecting here. the question in a versus battle is <laughs> winning no it's it not, doesn't no, matter not. i i just think it's you can't give future as much respect as you are because he just kind of throws whatever out there and sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't whereas like travis is calculated drops good stuff every time okay then the final question will wrap up the podcast who's a better rapper future or travis scott travis scott is a better all around who's a better rapper who's better on the mic Who's better lyrics? Who's better cadence? Voice inflections. There's a lot of rappers that are better than Travis Scott in that way, but I don't think Future is one of them. Future is one of them. <laughs> I don't think he is. So the fact remains that you will ride Travis Scott's to the end. Over Future? Yes. Oh my God. Over Future for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a great episode of United Wasteland. It has been a great episode, man. I guess we're wrapping it up this now. Is... We've kind of gone through all our topics. Yes, sir. But, uh, but yeah, thank you for anyone that uh, uh, that's gonna listen to this, and uh, we'll be back again next week with a with a good professional put together episode. Unreal. See you next time.